Welcome to Pushing Back the Darkness podcast. My name is Randy G, host of this podcast. Each week, I will be discussing different things to help followers of Jesus Christ properly push back the darkness of this world. We will be discussing how to use the Bible as a weapon and also how to put it into practice in our lives. And most importantly, to shine the light in this dark, dark world. We will also be sharing the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So join me now as we talk about what's going on in this crazy world and also what's going on inside the church. So now let's get into today's subject. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pushing Back the Darkness podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this second installment of the podcast. Before we get into this episode, I need to give a couple of shout-outs. Actually, uh, I gave two out the first podcast, but I forgot to tell you guys how to get uh, to to listen to their podcasts. Uh the first one was Hunter Blair, and his podcast is Watson Chapel Podcast. So you can go over there and check him out. And then uh, my nephew, Grant Davis, his podcast is A Dose of Davis Podcast. So if you can go and check those guys out, there's really some great, insightful things uh, about the Bible, the Christian life, and things of that nature. So go check them out. I also need to give uh, a shout out to uh, a guy who had helped me uh, uh, with some of the logistics of this uh, podcast. Uh, he actually he designed the art cover for the podcast, and his name is William Quickle. Uh, he also is the host of two YouTube channels. Uh, one of his channels is called Camo Coffee Critic. Now, if you like coffee and want to find out more about where local small-town-like coffee shops are and how the coffee is made and taste, check that channel out. It's really neat. And he also has another one, another channel on YouTube. Uh, He hosts uh, a Christian-based channel, and it is called Triple C Missions. Uh, William is a solid Christian guy, so a shout-out to William for helping us put together our art cover for the podcast. So go check him out and subscribe to his YouTube channels. Um, Today's podcast, uh, we will look inside the darkness that's inside the Christian church. And I guarantee you that this subject has been covered before by different podcasters, bloggers, vloggers, and even sound doctrinal churches. So it's probably nothing new you haven't heard. I believe that the Lord has led us in this direction to cover this. Uh, So let's get into it. Uh, The Bible says, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Once upon a time, the devil asked a question. And that question was, did God really say 
what he said. Now, as we get into this uh, podcast, um, I have a question. It's probably something that's silly. Uh, But what is the color of darkness? Now, uh, you may think, well, that's an easy answer. It's it's pitch black. Uh, Hear me out a minute. Uh, In today's society, the color of darkness, it's not what we know it as. Uh, pitch black. Now, pitch black is the same as camouflage. And camouflage you would see uh, out in the woods when the hunters are hunting, and they're they're hunting for deer or turkey or whatever, and they're perfectly hidden because of that camouflage because it blends in with the woods and the forest. Now, as a predator. An animal, even though the predator that is hunting its prey, that's just what he does. It's part of that darkness. He can't see it, and the prey can't see it either. Now, when we are looking for a misplaced item uh, we are in need of, if you're at home and you lose something, and you need it desperately, and you can't find it, you, you just keep searching for it, right? And you keep looking uh, until, until you find it. Uh, and I, I know I've done it. I've looked around. I've looked under stuff. When I've lost something, I've looked high and low uh, because I needed it. And then well, we say, doggone it, I just had it. It was just right here. Whether it be keys, a screwdriver, anything of that nature, something that you would misplace. And you would ask the question, where in the world is that item? Uh, then what happens is we look down in our hand and lo and behold, it was there the whole time. Then we laugh it up and we say, oh man, I had it in my hand the whole time. And then we blurt out this southern slang term, idiom or whatever you call it, that we've always heard. And that term is, if it had been a snake, it would have bit me. Uh, now, that term is an Appalachian term, if I'm even saying that right, Appalachian. Uh, that's because in the rural South, snakes are a part of our lives. Uh, everyone has at least one story about the time that they were in the woods and they were surprised by a copperhead or, or uh, around the lake, maybe a cotton mouth, and, and you, you almost step on it, or it almost uh, uh, bites you. It's there, but we don't see it. Why don't we see it? Because we're ignorant to our surroundings sometimes. And there have been times that the underwears are in despair, and it's too late. They've gotten bitten, or we've got bitten. Did you know uh, the snake, the real snake, Satan, the devil, the serpent that's uh, mentioned in the Bible? When you're in church, he has perfect attendance in your church. Did you know that? He's there at every service. And when I think of all the different churches that we are part of today, I I ask, should we worry about our surroundings? 
Should we pay attention to all that's going on? Or should we mind our own business? Uh, just come in and wave at everybody, say hi, and worship the Lord, shake everybody's hands, and sing any kind of old song there is. And we sit down, and, and the preacher gets up, and we he preaches the message, and we sit there and listen to it. And then we pray at the end, and then we go home and take a nap, and then repeat. And also, what's that even matter? Does it even matter if we pay attention what's going on? You, you might even say, uh, we don't need to be paying attention. Who cares? Uh, paying attention, that's the pastor's and deacon's jobs. They can do that. I wouldn't fool saying anything if you see anything out of the ordinary. So when we have that kind of attitude, what we're saying is, let's all turn a deaf ear and a blind eye to it. Now, Christians, real genuine believers in Christ and followers of Jesus, are a people that's supposed to be a people of truth. So I think it's a must to talk about these things. If we don't talk about it, what are we doing? When we see something that ain't right and it's not biblical and it's happening in the church, what are we doing? Have we all been playing the video game Fortnite? Uh, I need to give a shout out to my nephew, Caleb Davis, Grant's brother. He's the video game extraordinaire. Now, after playing Fortnite, Here's what happens to you, according to this website called Vintage is the New Old. I looked this up and did some research on it. And it is, they said this, and, and I quote, Basically, you will have trouble paying attention, following directions. Now, I'm, I'll back up here a minute. Uh, this is what they say if you play Fortnite. And they said, quote, Basically, you will have trouble paying attention, following directions, managing your emotions, and diminished creativity. While this may seem to be a little dramatic for just playing a video game, your brain can change tremendously the longer you play, end quote. Now, when I, I read a, a phrase like that, I ask the question, are we playing church like the gamers are gaming and playing Fortnite? If we sit back at church, cross our arms and say, Lord bless me if you can, I couldn't care less what goes on here. That is not biblical at all. But what happens is in today's churches, there's people constantly having that kind of attitude. Now, if we want to push back the darkness, we need to be paying attention what's going on. We need to be like Jesus when he was a little boy. We need to be about the Father's business and pay attention. And when we see darkness creeping in the church, do something about it. The Bible tells us, even in Proverbs, if you look in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 20, it says this, He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Uh, 
I just wanted to say that that this I am not a male chauvinist pig or sexist in any way. I just want to put that out there before I start talking about this. And uh, I don't hate women. I love them. Shoot fire. I'm married to one of the best there is. <laughs> Shout out to my wife, Heather. Hubba hubba, baby. Love you, honey. Uh, women are awesome. Uh, women can do almost anything that men can do. And sometimes they can even do things better than we can. However, biblically speaking, there is one role in the church that God says that only men can do. Reading through scripture, a few passages stand out that directly speak to the role of women in the church. When you look at the book of 1 Corinthians and you turn to chapter 11, 3 through 12, and then, then over to chapter 14, 34 and 35, and then 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 11 through 15, and even in Titus, chapter 1 and chapter 2. These passages are the foundation for the conclusion, listen, for the conclusion that women cannot be lead preachers or pastors in churches. Now, if you say, wait a minute, Randy, uh, I oppose of that. Now, if you oppose of what I'm saying, do your own personal study and research. Don't believe me, believe the Bible. So, in a nutshell, no offense to any women or men, no offense, but women should not be pastoring or preaching or teaching men. Now, I believe it's okay for them to be able to teach other women and children. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with them even sharing testimonies, standing up and sharing testimonies, or asking for prayers for their families or loved ones or whatever. So what do we do with these verses when we see women online, social media, in movies, Wherever, what do we do with these verses? Do we say that they mean something else than what they say? No. If you dig deep into each of these verses, they cover not just the time of the early church individually, but Christian churches of all times individually. Now, you may ask the question, and I even do, who are these women? Who's standing behind the pulpit today and, and being self-proclaimed preachers or pastor. Is there any, anywhere you are, any locals? Maybe, maybe not. But let me tell you, they're out there. All you have to do is turn on the YouTube machine, and there are buckoos of them. But wait, I love to listen to Joyce Meyer. She's helped me. I also listen to Beth Moore. She's helped me grow closer to the Lord. Even Christine Kane preached a message that changed my life. Now, you might say those things, and, and they're, those women are out there. Many other women know how to preach the Word. But it's not biblical. It's not biblical. And just because you say it and think it and they're doing it, 
that does not make it right. The word of God opposes of it. A woman who is a self-proclaimed pastor or preacher who may have helped folks with their messages is like a broken clock. That clock don't work. There's no ticking to it. It ain't got a battery in it. It's just not working. The hand, the hands on it, the little hand of the big hand is stopped somewhere. So that means a broken clock is right twice a day. So the women, the women who preach and are pastor churches are like broken clocks. They might help people, and they're right twice a day, but that don't work. That don't make it right. It's a contradiction to the scripture and to the proper order of the Christian church. And it don't matter what denomination you are. It's not right. Now, here's the question I had also when, when gathering all this, all this research and information and stuff. Why does this happen? Why do women step up into the role of a preacher or a pastor? Why? I think the reason is because of lazy, cowardly men who never read their Bible. Men who stays on a pacifier as a Christian and never moves up to the milk, never moves up to the meat. Men that are not answering the call of God. Probably because their hearts are somewhere else. With some other woman, maybe. I'm just saying. And it's a doggone shame. I can hear the conversation now. I can hear the wife going, Honey, honey, Kevin, honey, can you hear me? I just read that there is a position open in the church. You're a great communicator. Y you should be taking it. Honey, Kevin, uh, can you hear me? And then a vague, distant voice answers back. You can do it. You do it, Rachel. And that's how it all starts. And even when you look back in the book of Genesis after the fall, here's what God told Eve because she took of the fruit and ate it. Genesis 3.16, and it says this, To the woman he said, that's God, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you shall deliver children. Here it is right here. Yet... Your desire will be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, if we are going to abide by this verse in real life, why in the world would we switch it up when we enter God's house? That makes no sense. At the house, the, the husband, the man, is going to be in charge. But when we get to the church, we'll switch it up and let the woman uh, stand behind the pulpit and preach and be the pastor of the church makes no sense. Such things ought not be and ought not to go on in the house of the Lord. It blocks the true blessings from God and it hurts the gospel. First Peter chapter 4 verse 17 says this, For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, 
What will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? The gospel of God is the good news of Jesus Christ. We are all lawbreakers and sinners. And Jesus came to this lost and dying world that was and still is on its way to hell. And he was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life for us, died a death that we should have died, was buried in a borrowed tomb, rose on the third day for us, ascended at the right hand of God, and is coming back one day to call all of those that has repented of our sin, of their sins and fully trusted in Him as Lord and Savior. Now, He did all of that because God loves His church, and so we don't have to spend an eternity in hell. Praise the Lord God Almighty. So, with all that being said, in conclusion, all women should be loved and respected and we should work with them side by side to further the gospel. I ain't saying that they, they, they cannot help in church. They can. They're a big uh, benefactor in churches. Uh, I was recently reading an article from the great John MacArthur about men and women in life and in, in the church. He said this, quote, Men and women stand as equals before God, both bearing the image of God himself. However, without making one inferior to the other, God calls us both men and women to fulfill the roles and responsibilities specifically designed for them, a pattern that can be seen even in the Godhead. In fulfilling the divinely given roles taught in the New Testament, Women are able to realize their full potential because they are following the plan of their own creator and designer. Only in obedience to him and his design will women truly be able in the fullest sense to give glory to God, end quote. Thanks for listening to this podcast, guys. And I'm going to end it right there. And you might you may even said that well that's not really uh, that evil or dark. Listen, I don't care. I don't care if you're being disobedient to the word of God and what God says, and you're opposing it, and you're going against it, and you're not doing right, and you're doing things you don't need to be doing. It is evil and it is dark. So let's get to pushing back the darkness, even in the house of the Lord. I love you guys. Hope you have a wonderful week. I'm out.